We are now going to have a chat with Lena Berry, who is the wine curator uh, at Olivine, the new um, bar at Pentridge. Good morning to Lena. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so this is exciting, that, that whole Pentridge uh, development. I'm sure you know many of our listeners will know it, uh, um, but there's some great things going on in there. Absolutely. Yes, it's thrilling, <laughs> to say the least. <clears throat> It's um so yeah, Pentridge obviously in North Coburg over there. Um, now you've you've been in hospitality a long time, and well, we've done lots of things at least. And um, uh, tell us a little bit about your background, I suppose first, and then then we can chat about um, Olivine uh, and, and yeah, what there is um, to offer. Yes, absolutely. I uh, technically yes, I'm a sommelier uh, background, working with wine on the floor in the restaurant, writing the wine list. I was. Uh, I started quite late, actually, in my career. I was 27 when I really got into wine, but I was in hospitality since I was 19. Mm-hmm. So pretty much working as a bartender. I was working in a few, several places, several venues in Melbourne. Um, and at around when I was 27, uh, my visa was over and I couldn't actually stay longer. And I thought it was just getting too difficult to get an employer to sponsor me at the time. I just thought I'd leave. I'd leave, I'd go back to Mauritius, where I'm from. Mm. Um, and it's only when I went to Mauritius, then I, it just clicked to me that I wanted to become a sommelier. After working for many years in Melbourne and working with cocktails, I, I mean, like, especially with, when I was working at Siglo, I did come across quite a few sommeliers working there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were working at the Melbourne Supper Club. Um, I grew an interest in wine, because obviously um, Melbourne's very proud of their wine and food scene. Uh, it was it was only when I went back to Moses that I was able to get into the wine circle. I applied for a job as a sommelier in the resorts, and we have quite a lot of like high end resorts in Mauritius. And I applied in Constance Hotel, which probably today I know till today is probably one of the strongest wine program I've seen. Really? Uh, and they've got like a really really good mentorship. They've got so it was pretty much like working six days a week for two years, and it was training every day, and then training led to service. So it was almost like as if I was going to school, but it was a job <laughs> and it was really like hands-on. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of visiting <clears throat> winemakers from Europe. Um, I did a lot of like food and wine pairing, worked with some amazing chefs. I was uh, also doing a best sommelier competition. I was mentored by some of the best sommeliers in the world, uh, literally World Best Sommelier 2007, World Best Sommelier 1989. And then <clears throat> I got poached over there by someone who owns a few wineries in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got, he's got a big love of wine and he was investing into pubs in Adelaide Hills. He really loved my service, my recommendation. We just heated up and he said, look, um, I know you're in a beautiful island here, but may I just grab you for you know a job in Adelaide Hills? And I was just like, so I was like, well, this is, this guy must be, he must just be having a good time and he'll forget <laughs> about it. Because for me, it was just like, I'm able to come back to Australia. That's amazing, right? And I was like totally excited about the prospect of coming back. And, and yeah, five months later, he sponsored me and I came to Adelaide Hills at the Crayfish Hotel. Mm-hmm. I set up the wine program there. I worked two years there, two years at 2KW. So pretty much four years, I worked for several of his venues. And then I went on to Mount Lofty House, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful boutique hotel in Piccadilly Valley in the Adelaide Hills. So 10 years pretty much in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and that's where, for me, I think like I was in Adelaide in the time where it was really evolving. And I saw lots of like, 
you know, like it's an underrated city, but it's just such a good place. Um, yeah. Especially coming from Melbourne, like I can tell you, it's amazing. And then my boss there, he moved on to a new job and he took me with him. He's like, what do you think about, um, you know, starting a, doing a wine program for a his, another historical place? Because Mount Lofty was a historical place. Yeah. Um, and when he told me Pentridge, I was, wow. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's, you know. That so did he know anything about Pentridge at that stage? Um, not really, to be honest, because when I was living in Melbourne nine years ago, I was living in Fitzroy. I was living on the, you know, it was, at Coburg was just not in my radar, you know, because at the time it wasn't so gentrified and, you know, I mean, it wasn't cool at the time, right? So I, I, I really didn't think, I never knew there was a prison up here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew about the Melbourne Gals, but... Um, Jail. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was really exciting when I came to inspect the location and uh, he asked me, he's like, uh, can you think of a concept? Uh, how would you like to activate this space and what do you think people like? What kind of concept would you do to make people want to come and spend time here, you know? Um, and yeah, so I started the project last August and we finally opened our doors uh, last week. So wow. we've been open for a whole week now and and that's the wine bar. Uh, the name is Olivine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it sounds French, but Olivine actually is the mineral that is that shimmers in blue stone. So this is actually the name of a mineral. Um, oh. And because obviously we are set in a blue stone sort of castle-like Clever. structure. Hmm. So hence the name. So is, yeah, that's is the, the Is the wine bar in uh, anywhere near the um, the wine cellars that, that you can buy? Oh, it's literally in the cells. In, in <laughs> so, the same. Um, what we've done is the B division. So the yep. B division, uh, Olivine is um, is built in the B division or in one wing of the B division. So these cells have been now transformed into drinking booths. Oh, um, okay. And they broke the the wall, so the really really thick bluestone wall that separated each cell. They've broken into that and created like doors into doors into doors. So what you have is, you know, all the cells are now linked and they all like have booths. Mm. <clears throat> so there's a there's a sense of intimacy as well. So you can just go there and say, you, you know, when you book, you have a booth. You can put the you can also pull the velvet curtain if you wanted more privacy mm. or not. Um, it's really decadent, really moody. Wow. Sounds that They've done such a great job with turning it into a place that you actually want to be in. And it doesn't make you, it doesn't have any of that grim or weird feeling. They've done, they, they were able to transform it. And obviously I can tell you that from being open one week and from everyone's feedback that's been coming in, especially for the local community to have something like that in Coburg is pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah. It's just, um, it, the photos look amazing. Um, so, and so you've been open a week. Um, tell what, uh, what was your thought process when you had to sit down and, and um, curate a list of wines for, for this for this bar? Because um, I just didn't want to write just a random wine list. I didn't want to just put a list of wines randomly put together. I wanted a narrative. I wanted a concept. I wanted a story because I think like, you know, selling wine on the floor, uh, being especially a wine bar in, in such a historical building, it's a lot of storytelling, right? Mm. Um, and you know, it, it, it's really the kind of place where you just like sort of sink into the booth, forget about time. And I wanted to just transport people. And through that, like, you know, you can do that with a wine list. 
the wine list is pretty much like a book. So what I decided to do is I, I wanted to write the wine list like a book with a preface, with a synopsis and chapters and an epilogue. And basically all these are just filled with wine, but each wine is take you on a journey. For example, like, um, so the concept really is a story of time and a story of place. I have, just to make it not intimidating, you know how you have sometimes this really huge wine list. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have that because... I want people to be able to make a choice really quickly. Uh, I wanted it to be inviting as opposed to being like, oh my God, like this is a bit big. I don't know how to find a wine, right? Mm. And I have worked in places where I've worked with wineries with 2,000 wines. Yeah. Um, I didn't want that. Um, we've got 500 wines on the list. But the way that mm. I've curated it, I've done it. Um, so after the wines by the glass, it is a synopsis. So it's basically the synopsis, as it means, is a brief summary but I've done a brief summary of the wine world and I've done 150 wines listed from light to full body. And in these 150 wines, pretty much like it's, like it's not a huge amount. So a lot of people, they don't have to go deep in the book. So they can actually find a lot of alternative varieties that they don't know. But mm. because it's listed by style, they would know whether it's a full-bodied or a light-bodied. They would know a little bit more about the style of the wine. Rather than grape variety, I put it by style. Because mm. a Pinot, there's 50 shades of Pinot, right? Depending on how you make it. Yeah. So they don't actually belong together. So I've done that. And then after the synopsis, I went into a producer series where I take a lens and a glass and I delve deeper into the wine world and I go by geography and by producers. So then you go into Victoria, the first, obviously, because we're local. Mm. And then I've like picked, I pick a few regions, like I've picked Beechworth, I've picked Heathcote, uh, Yarra Valley. Um, and Mornington, and in these regions, I picked two two producers, one that I think is iconic, and one that is a rising star. So there's mm. like a story to tell and to see where you know, and 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 from each winery, it's either there's a vertical or there's a horizontal. So that means like <clears throat> the regulars, people that come, they start to actually have a context in what they're drinking. Mm. They they'll go into Beechworth. You're like, all right, cool, Sensual wines, for example, Chris Kapler, who I'm a big fan of his wines. People are able to just pick his Nebbiolo or, um, you know, his Gamay or Futra Gamay or his Chardonnay. One day, the next day, they come and they pick his Macedon Chardonnay. They're able to compare. But also what's really great is I'm able to put these wines by the glass side by side and create wine flights. So people are, are able to actually um, compare the taste and see the nuances in those wines, whether it's single vineyards, you know, whether, like, let's go to the Loire. Let's just taste, two, like, three different vineyards from Sancerre you know, that's side by side, which is mm. quite rare. You don't really mm. get that. You know, in a restaurant, you don't have time to do that because you're really doing service, pumping from the kitchen. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, unless you're doing a degustation, but like the wine bar is really to be able to engage with with the wine world, to engage with our staff and to engage into that way, into the world, which I think like people have loved it. And, and I think it's very promising and it's been working. So, this means I have like I give a chance. I rotate the wine list. I like I give a chance to all of the producers that I meet that I love, um, and I share the stories to basically everyone who comes in. So, mm. so that's the concept of the wine list. It's, uh, it sounds unreal. Um, it's a very clever way to do it. Um, so, when how many wines do you have by the glass? And I don't have a huge amount because I mm. used to previously work in a degustation restaurant and I had like 80 wines by the glass. So <laughs> wow. I wanted to obviously change, change that a bit um, to refresh. Also, for, for me, I think like a wine bar in Coburg in the prison, like, I mean, in an old cell coming, people are coming. I don't want to, 
I don't want to make it too complicated. Mm. Uh, I want to fresh. So it's, it's literally six wines by the glass. Six, uh, uh, sorry, six white, seven reds. You know, one orange wine, one rosé or two rosé, two or three mm-hmm. sparkling. So really that. And then the thing is more about the wine flight that I offer. That's like really like a point of conversation. Yeah. Um, and also I get it. Some people are coming in. A lot of people come in because they're super curious about to see how, you know, a place that used to be, you know, punitive is now hospitable. <laughs> and, um, you know, and how like, you know, I mean, like just like to be able to work in, in the logistic of actually serving people in, in, in this structure is just so amazing. And it, we've made it work, you know. Um, uh, and it sounds unreal. I'm, I've got to come down and have a look. So um, for sure. Um, so so you can you, – I, I love the idea of the, the cells and how you've, you've pushed through those walls. And I, I've, I've been down to the Pentridge Cellars and had a tour of that, and they are seriously thick, the walls, like – that is no um, mean yes. feat <laughs> to to punch through there. So, um, but that sounds really cool. How you just kind of you can go from one little space into another and whatever. Um, yep. And so you just grab a bottle and and uh, and and yeah, go on your wine journey, right? Yeah, absolutely. And people like I have one of the two of the cells. I've converted them into a actual, you know, from cell to cellar. Um, and I have a, a, like bottles of wine lining up the bluestone walls in the order of the wine list, so people can come in and have a visual element as well oh, yeah. to the wines that they choose. And obviously, it's a time where you know we can talk, tell them a little bit of a story, really like have that sort of like feel of you know going into the walk-in cellar and going back to your you know your booth, uh, going back to your cell, and really just actually spending time with a bottle, with a wine, mm. with a list, and just like and we have a grazing menu. Um, Okay. Which is like all like you know really delicious and like the way that we've done it is to make sure that I mean you can order it's not like substantial because we're not a restaurant yeah. we're really focused on wine but it is like really good accompaniments that you know even if you like to order a bottle of Burgundy or a bottle of Bordeaux you'd be able to just snack through the grazing menu and you know and and feel fulfilled so yeah. oh. it's it's really about that yeah that's clever yeah that's good um, Lena thank you that that is. Totally has whet my appetite for, for the, to uh, to visit. So, um, so well look, everyone everyone knows where uh, where Pentridge is in North Coburg, and so would Olivine is the is the wine bar. Um, and say good day to you, hey. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like more than like, I, I can't wait to have everyone come in. Please yeah. do come and come yeah. see me. Excellent. Well, Lena, good luck with it, and. Um, I'll uh, I'll come and say good day. So um All right. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. En- Bye. Enjoy your afternoon. Thanks, Lena.